When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Conspiracy Beer Me. I am Justin Scranton. I am Shane Smith. Oh, sink. <laughs> and uh, in this episode, we will take a long, strange trip with uh, Captain K, a.k.a. Randy Kramer, along his 20-year fight to keep the Martian colonies safe. Oh, hell yeah. Loved him in Seinfeld. This is going to be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Kramer, Kramer with a C. Oh, okay. But, uh, but you're on the right track. Okay, It's perfect. as bizarre as Cosmo Kramer. Awesome. Maybe even more. So excited. Perfect. And uh, this is going out to the, to the general public, the civilians and all. And if mm-hmm. you're one of those unfortunate folks <laughs> yeah. to, to get free stuff you should join the patron yeah right four extra episodes a month it's yeah. worth it and if you're a patron listening to this you probably already know a little bit about kramer because oh yeah we've talked a little bit about him in another context mm-hmm. um and so they're feeling really special right now and you could feel that sense yeah. of special they remember what it was like to feel special yeah it feels great, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, we also have merchandise, mm-hmm. which uh, I'm drinking out of a conspiracy beer me koozie. Yeah. Well, I, have a, I have a can in the koozie. Yeah, it's not yeah. just a. We're still we're still planning a live show. If you're in the Raleigh yeah. Durham area, hope that you will join us. We'll get the details out soon, and uh, and we we have such a great uh, episode ahead. I don't want to I don't want to waste too much time and bringing in. We are very excited to have once again a friend of the pod and a local stand up comic. Uh, he is the second half of the Bop or Flop podcast. His uh, his life partner, comic life partner, was on uh, with us recently, Spencer Bland. But this week joining us, our buddy, give it up for Jordan Scott Huggins. Hello. Hey, everybody. Thanks. I'm Sam Mazzani. Uh, it's good to, be, good to be back here. Uh, thanks for having me, boys. Yeah. I'm excited for, for this. Now, yeah. uh, for the for the folks at home, you you uh, you are you hail from North Carolina. Actually, I was born in Spain. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yes, you I were joking about it. But. Yes, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't <laughs> do, do bits watch here. You don't do bits here. No, no bits. I got to I, <laughs> Riffs. I, I recognize the like the conspiracy esque NPR vibe of this, and so yeah. I do want to meet you guys where you are. So <laughs> yeah. it starts out that way. It starts it, out that way, but then, then it definitely goes. Then it, yeah, then it, yeah, yeah, then it becomes a bad Adam yeah. Scandler. Yeah. Scandler. Scandler. It's already started. And at the end, you're buying us tote bags. Yeah, it's a crazy thing. Um, um, you were saying I'm, uh, you were, well, you, 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 you're, how long did you live in Spain? Let's clear up this two cons- years. Okay. Not long enough to, baby. Yeah. You have no, not, not even long enough to teeth, you, you know, have not even long mm. enough to remember it. Yeah. You have no right. memories of Spain. No memories. Okay. Never went back. But you're, you're stolen valor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Military family? Military family. So did you move back to a military base here in, in NC? Moved to, no, my parents kind of got divorced. Uh, and so then my mom Ooh, dishonorably discharged. Yeah. Yeah. He official. was still in. My dad stayed in and retired out of mm. Jacksonville, Camp Lejeune, mm, yes. um, Jacksonville, North Carolina. I don't want to, I don't want yes. our Floridians to think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, every, yeah. I do bring it up and I'm like, now there's a worse Jacksonville and it's in North Carolina. So. <laughs> it is worse. It is. It is worse. Bad. Yeah. Um, it's funny cause, uh, 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 Ryan Adams, who's somewhat of a, of a problematic singer songwriter, mm-hmm. 
hails from North Carolina. Yeah. And he has a, a great song, regardless of how you feel about him as a human being, called Jacksonville Skyline. Oh. And everyone from Florida thinks it's about... <laughs> about amazing. Because it starts out like the banks of the river run through my hometown yeah. and the St. John's River goes to Jacksonville. But no, no, no. <laughs> it's about the Noose River. The Noose it is like River. Going river. Through. Oh, river. Dude, Just the be, also the Noose splits off and there's a White Oak River. So, yeah. And I went to White Oak High School, which was off base, but I lived on base. So mm. I'm actually, I didn't know that that song existed, but in my mind, it's the White Oak River, which it probably is a, a is. creek. It probably <laughs> is. Yeah. yeah. You should listen to that song because it's depressing. Oh, it's like, <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. It'll just yeah. make you feel nostalgic for yeah. home. Not on my for good home, feeling yeah. Fayetteville yeah. playlist, uh, your Jacksonville playlist. Yeah. Well, well, uh, I, so I lived in Hickory for, I was born in Spain, lived in Hickory because my mom remarried okay. a Marine who got out for her. She was like, yeah. I'm not doing this again. Yeah. And then the irony is that he was working for a company uh, like Comscope. They make like fiber optic C cables. Mm-hmm. And then, 2000, whatever, the housing market crash, fired. He got back in the Marine Corps. Yeah. And then we moved from Hickory to Camp Lejeune. And then I just okay. bounced around every okay. couple of years since okay. then. So. This is this is relevant because I, I thought you had a Marine. Mili- that, hard military background. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and our, our, I mean, not me, but. <laughs> yeah. Our, yeah, like, we, uh, yeah. yeah <laughs> I there's no video. That. They don't know. <laughs> yeah. But but our, our protagonist today, Randy Kramer, uh, a.k.a. Captain K, was also a Marine. Okay. Uh, oh really? What, so yeah, I think you'll you'll have some interesting insight yeah. to his military life. Okay, but after but you eventually went to New York City. You've been called mm-hmm. to be an expert in the military <laughs> tribunal. <laughs> I hope you prepare. We like to have people. I like to tie I've people enough spankings from a Marine dad. <laughs> yeah. You know, that all sounds too sexual. <laughs> sure, uh, a lot yeah. more than what it was, but yeah. But you you spent a good amount of time in New York City doing stand up, mm-hmm. and then and then you were one of the. The people that reevaluated your life during the pandemic, and you were like, yeah. I, I, I want to go back to North Carolina. And you've been a great, you know, kind of addition or re-addition to our, to our scene here. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I was never in, really in Raleigh. I, I hope I'm an addition, not re- I not, a re- not, not that there's where did, you, where did you did you have a did you start comedy in in Charlotte? Oh, okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I hate. I don't. Yeah. I, a, I did the dangling loafer one time, mm-hmm. and I think Adam hosted by himself. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not. Too. And uh, one of the top worst introductions I've ever gotten. Oh no! Really? I think yeah. And really? I really Amazing. like Adam. Uh-huh. And uh, at the time, that's, I, that's uh, the, the show that Shane yeah. produced with yeah. another uh, yeah. local comic. Great yeah. show! Oh, I had a great show, thanks. and I've had a. I had a deserving of my quality at, at that time set, mm. but mm-hmm. he, cause I had a broken tooth kind of Danny Brown esque for a little while. Mm-hmm. And oh, nice. I was visiting, did the show. And then he brought me up. He was like this next comic. He's got a funny tooth and a funny <laughs> face. Oh no. Jordan <laughs> Huggins, everybody. Oh so, no. Golly, that's awful. That's yeah. crazy. Well, uh, well, I hope that was Adam and not me. <laughs> but that, but I was just, I was saying all that to, to say that I do have a very strong military background. Yes, so. <laughs> which is important <laughs> yeah. for today. Yeah. Um, because um, we're going to talk about a, a former Marine named Randy uh, Kramer. And the, and the way that this came about is, uh, you guys may have seen this, um, is that uh, astronomers have recently detected a new planet that they think is incredibly like ours. Oh. And... <laughs> It's uh, really close stars, like uh, in the next solar system over. 
So like we could walk? No, no. Well, <laughs> it's funny that you say we that. Get some because uh, yeah, uh, Proxima Centauri, uh, which is a really like I was like that's a that's a cool name, and then I realized it, it just means yeah. it just means next star yeah. basically. It's like yeah. it's, it's a, the proximity is, is near. Yeah, 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 just near. Yeah, and it's, it's centaur. Yeah, yeah, close it's, star. Yeah, because it it looked like a centaur back. Mm. Yeah, a lot of that stuff is in space like that, where you're like, "Oh, that's a that's crazy," and then it's just some Latin that you don't understand. Mm. Right? But that, yeah. But but anyway, <laughs> I was I was wondering the same thing because I was like, "Well, that seems they're like it's it's so far away from us." Yeah, that's the name of the system, though, or is that the name of the star? Th- it's the s- name of this. The system is named for the star. Okay. Okay. It the the solar system. Is called Proxima Centauri, named for Alpha Centauri. And what's the name of the oh. planet? I don't know. It. I don't know. Not enough. Cool enough to be named. Centauri nuts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it. You know that. Here's interesting for Star Wars fans is uh, that solar system is it has uh, has three suns. Oh, not two. No. Yeah. Like like it's got it's uh, well one's a dead sun I think. Oh. One's a dead star, and then okay. it has two two mm-hmm. stars, and then everything. Mm-hmm. It's huge. Too. It's a huge. We're a pretty small solar system, okay. but here's what I found out: uh, the the we think of our solar system as the planets, but it it goes on way further. Oh, so they measure things in astronomical units AUs. Mm-hmm. An AU is like ninety two million miles. Hmm. So from here to Saturn, it's it's like nine or ten AUs. Which is a lot. I mean, that's yeah. like a billion. Oh, that's yeah. A bi- I mean, it's unfathomable in some ways. Right. It's, it, it's both simultaneously crazy that you said that it's a lot because I know it's a lot, but also don't you like a little bit? You're like, I can't even comprehend <laughs> yeah, right, how yeah. long that right, is. Right. So I do need somebody to be like, just so you know, Jordan, it's a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. like how people describe my bank account yeah. to me. And I'm like, how much am I losing? Saturn, 10 AUs, about a billion miles away. Mm-hmm. The outer edges of our solar system. So that, How many that, Elon Musks is I know. That? I was like, you how know? many Bezos is <laughs> yeah. away from me? Is it oh, that's a good, okay, well, yeah. hold on. This is pretty what cool. What is the then. net worth? So <laughs> this, this is going to this is gonna get you, though. Okay. Is, uh, the Oort, it's called the Oort cloud. Oh, yeah, which apparently we can't get past. It's hard to get past yeah, the Oort yeah. cloud. It's yeah. it's just this. So our, our we we the solar system is not just our planets. It's everything who's controlled by the gravitational pull of our star. Gotcha. Right? Okay. And the outer edge of that is this cloud of just debris, mm-hmm. like very Star Wars esque. Yeah. You know, like, like that's where we push the old satellites. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. the uh, space fart. But isn't there? Did you, maybe you talk, just said this, but there's an asteroid belt halfway through. Yes, but and the then there's the outer. There, there's outer, and yeah. like if you look at it, like if you ever go to the the planetarium and you're like, yeah, let me just have a quick existential crisis. They'll like pull back on this like image of our solar system yeah. based on like math. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, it's yeah. just like this little circle, and like they pull back and you realize the whole thing looks like the inside of an atom with all these just sort of circles bumping up against each other. Isn't that why, just the th- every time I see that because like wave theory is something like you see that you see like you see an atom and then you pull out and you see the whole solar system and like i don't even smoke but it's just like 
something fishy's going on. Yeah, here. yeah. it's all the it's same. Like, yeah, it's a fractal. It, it, yeah. yeah, life is a fractal. Yeah, life the, is a yes. fractal. Wave yeah. th- like wave theory goes from the smallest like atoms. You're in such the right headspace for this. Evening. All the way up. Yeah, you know? yeah. like it, it, like wa- yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's why you should always wave. Well, the, you don't know the, who it's going to affect that day. The That's outer, my theory. <laughs> yeah, butterfly effect. <laughs> the outer I'm be a edge TikTok star. of the the Oort cloud. Now remember, Saturn is nine hundred and twenty million miles away, a billion miles away, mm-hmm. ten AUs. The outer edge of the Oort cloud is a hundred thousand AUs. Holy hundred thousand! Hundred thousand! It's ten thousand AUs farther mm. than. Saturn. That's like at least two hundred Jeff Bezos's. <laughs> I was great. looking it up. There. It's, <laughs> it, and it's it and and we're just like a, and we're a small solar system. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what they say. Like there's more stars than grains of grains sand. Of sand on, on and, and you're yeah. just like yeah. okay. Well, is that you know? I was reading about this and I was like, okay, if if that's the case, mm-hmm. there's life on Earth. There's got to be other life. It's yeah. got to have come here. Mm-hmm. How like there's got to be someone who has like been able to come in contact with it, which led me. Isn't it the Fermi paradox? Oh yeah, there it's is. It's like yeah. if there's life out there, then we would have um, come in contact with it already. But because there's no life, we haven't come in contact with it. That's just like this paradox. Well, then again, the question becomes. Are we defining contact with life in terms that only we would understand? Right. It led me to the the incredible story of uh, Randy Kramer, who in 2014, although he he did testify earlier, testify is not the right word. He just <laughs> I testified. did a podcast in front of the Congress. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. just guessing this guy's ever been in front of Congress. He's not, he's no. not, yeah. yeah, it was a podcast. No, but he he it's a podcast. He uh, we're testifying right now. But his name, our he, he, he in the military, he. Uh, he he did. Uh, he did reveal his name in 2014, even though he was sworn to secrecy. He he had originally uh, talked about this under the, the the moniker Captain K. Okay. That's right. That's it, tell- the, the irony is. Oh no! You were about to say this. Was it that he's like sworn to secrecy, but he has to testify, which means you have to tell the truth? That's the worst place <laughs> oh, for a yeah. <laughs> undercover agent to be. I was going to say Captain K, but it's Kramer with a C. Misinformation. Yeah, but it's like yeah, I, it sounds Captain what if K. That's his idea yeah. of subversion. He's just like people can't know who I am. Yeah, I'm Captain Kramer, Captain K. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I was thinking that he said Captain Kangaroo, and someone's oh. like the TV show, and he's like, "What? Yeah, what are you yeah. talking about?" They're like, "There's a show called Captain, you know, like yeah. watching, taking cigarettes, and watching Captain." <laughs> and he was like, "Ah, just call me Captain K." Just call. Me K. <laughs> According to his story, he was among uh, several hundred children who were um, covertly enrolled in a government uh, program. Hey, kid, you want to join a secret government program? Hey, kid. <laughs> no, I just uh, want ice cream. U.S. Uh, secret space program, uh, or, or what was known as Project Moonshadow. Uh, so here's, okay, it's, that's not crazy. It's not a government program. And and I'm saying that because have you ever seen Identical Strangers? No. It is it's an like incredible documentary movie. about these three identical, triplets identical triplets in new york city who are separated at birth by a um like a university or something a jew like a very well-to-do and i 
I don't know what your audience is like, so I don't want to mention. I don't want to even want to say Jewish because they're just like it's probably the Jews. But <laughs> yeah, no, that's not all right. Um, no, but uh, it was a Jewish adoption agency. So in New York City, extremely wealthy, and they would purposefully do two things: split up all siblings, mm-hmm. so including triplets um, and and twins, doublets, and then they also were selling the secrets, or they were selling that information to like study agencies. So actually it was the government yeah, and they yeah. were trying. And, and so it started out, it was like, Oh, we, it's easier to place them if they aren't together, mm-hmm. um, which you get it. Sense, it yeah. It's fucked up, but you get it. But then the other thing is that like th- these, um, all of the adoptees from this agency remembered that like they were studied for like two decades or like up to like five, 10 years. I got decades wrong, but like five, 10 years in the, their early lives, people would come and visit them like every six months to study them. And it turns out that they were doing that because the agency was selling the information to these research companies to, to research, like kind of like the Nazis, like how do triplets and twins like psychic react yeah. to being separated? Like, oh, and they were purposefully sending them to, very different homes so like identical strangers is about these three triplets in new york city two of them run into each other and then they start tracing it and realize that and the story gets so big in the 70s that they find each other all three triplets find each other in new york city and then they keep pursuing it it's wild you should yeah man so what you're saying is perfect strangers is a reality show yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah yeah this is a well so i just say all that to be like I know it's being set up to be like this is crazy. Right, children being adopted out, to be sent out. But yeah, like, no. it's not a, it's not the government. They're not good enough. It's a private agency with a lot of money. Well, on the yeah, let me just say this: yeah. Is, yeah, yeah. It, uh, is that the number of things we've talked about on this? At this point, I would say what is most likely believable, you should be skeptical skeptical of, and what uh, seems the least likely and mm-hmm. least believable, yeah, you yeah. should probably keep an open mind towards. That's what I've that's what I've learned. It doesn't mean that it's going to be true. Yeah, but so many people have indicated that there were government programs targeted towards children because, for whatever reason, because children's minds aren't formed, mm-hmm. because they their bones are more elastic or whatever, children are more uh, uh, they're more able and trainable to do certain Elastic. things. Yeah, 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 some sort of something about their brains and their bodies to do things yeah. like astral projection or time travel or, you know, time loop and all these things. Yeah. So, I mean, he says, you know, a few hundred of us, he says it was 80% men, 20% women, um, and that that stayed true for this entire story, that there was a very calculated, like, sort of three-fourths, you know, 70 80% of the people were men and only a small fraction of women so his this project, Project Moonshadow, lasted um, for about seventeen years of training, roughly. Some people were better than others, but there was like a long training period from the time you were like four or five years old. It starts at four or five. It starts, yeah, young. Okay. So and like then, Olympians, oh, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. think like Russian gymnasts. They're like you're you're plucked Hasbala, out. Of, yeah, yeah. You're just like, <laughs> Has, yeah. Hey, do they have oh. a faction? Oh, I'm thinking of there's I, Hezbollah is this kid that's famous. He's not even a kid. He's a he's like 32, but he looks like a he he, he's like if Andy Milanakis were like a little person, oh, like even wow. taller than that. But he yeah. he like lifts and all this stuff. Crazy. Anyway, um, yeah. I thought you were talking about Hezbollah. Yeah, Hezbollah. Hezbollah. Yeah, that's what I thought <laughs> you said. To be confused. Yeah, that's with. what I was like. Oh, uh, what? Which uh, is probably also Russian related. It right? might be yeah, sure. So, yeah. 
at the end of the the time period, according to uh, a Kramer, um, there's and again, this is what I love about this guy because he he he's either really thought this out with some real minutia, yeah, or he's, he's crazy. Fucking Randy Quaid, yeah, but yeah. but but either way, I'm I'm in, yeah. But he said that after the training period, there's uh, about a 90-day test period where they're like, training's done. Now let's put you through the... the, the does, does, does he talk about yeah. the the training at all? Like, yeah, they're you know is it like, no, 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 is it no, it's a, stranger it's, things? Or? In, well, here's the thing. And you, the testing will give you an idea of what, what, what the training was. Okay. Um, because interestingly is that one of the things they're testing you for is your ability to do certain things in a variety of ecosystems. Sort of like, what if it's oh. like fucking hot as shit? What if yeah. it's cold? I do not do well. Like what in the wind? Like, like, like they're just, they're just put putting you through like, can you do these tasks? Yeah. Right. Yeah. These things. Right. You're also like incredibly trained with all kinds of weaponry, hand to hand combat fighting. And he said, again, you can choose to believe him or not, that they would do training exercises with live rounds crazy but uh you know like it's not it's it's like well it's not gonna be fun if we just kill our own guys so what they would do is like it was training for them but they would send them to like an enemy state they're like okay guys you're dropping in here and the, the people trying to kill them were real and they were really <laughs> killing people it's like if we drop people randomly in vietnam like, yeah yeah, figure it out. yeah yeah just like yeah and, and he's like but it was always this like for something else yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they would yeah. do it like five on 50 where it was just like okay guys Right, it's live rounds, it's training exercise. What's the fifty? The, the versus guys? fifty people, like five of them. Oh, my oh but God. they got big guns, I'm sure. He's, you know, what he said. He said that uh, that if we had gone in and used our real guns, like there would have been nothing left. Like oh, they, right. they intentionally made it as hard as possible for us with oh. like limited firepower, just like you know, it's kind of like this thing where it's like if if you had to go fight, how many? Six-year-olds, Jordan. Do you think that you could? <laughs> this is the second time he's brought up fighting six-year-olds on this podcast. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Everybody always overestimates himself. If you are, if you really want a real number, um, are they armed? Are they no, unarmed? no, no, no. Let's just say hand-to-hand combat. But how they many... know that their goal is to kill me, and yeah. then they know how kind of how to kill a person. Do they have remorse about anything, or are they just brutal? No remorse. No remorse. Okay. What are their fathers? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, it's um, just you. It's just, yeah. I mean, 30 seems like a realistic number. 36-year-olds? Oh, I'm saying five. You're saying five? I would That's be it? killed by five, I, six you're gonna be five? 30 might be a lot. Fifth, I'll give myself 12. How tall are they? I, how, I, tall are, I, how tall are six-year-olds or 12-year-olds? When do you start school? Six. Like kindergartners. Right? Oh, no. Dude, kindergartners I, are six. I, I, I'll tell you right now, the only thing that would stop me is like, like sleep, like I would just get worn down from. Just <laughs> you would just get tired. That's actually funny. Like the only thing that's stopping me is my own cardio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like I would eventually just tire yeah. out of just, just. Especially if I came in. Let's assume that I'm going in, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I'm like their whatever their environment, and they're during nap time. You're right. I think I could probably get through. I I can get through ten. Stolly, <laughs> yes. Like if they're in nap time, I mean, right? brutal. <laughs> like brutal. Well, I'm just saying, it, <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's a, um, my heart health. It's like Justin's. I would not handle it. Um, 
It's it's it, they they would go out and they would kill a bunch of people. You guys would have to stop because your your O two levels that yeah, you right. are like It's only I need yeah. to get out. Oh, I gotta slow down. I like that I'm I'm appalled about this entire setup, even though it's hilarious. But it's basically what happened in Star Wars with the little Jedi kids. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, that shit just, is hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. the uh, best scene in the entire Jedi. Yeah, that should have been like four hundred kids with lightsabers. Yeah, he really could. I mean, this is the chosen one. You yeah, know? yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'd actually. I would whatever I whatever number it is, it doesn't. I can't give you a number. I'm gonna remove ten from it because I do have a hernia right now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's tough. And you're gonna I be picking them just up. Be, yeah. I think you'd just be. I mean, I'm I'm a little closer to the 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 question because like I just have I have kids and like I remember when my kid was like. My my youngest kid's pretty strong. Yeah, but at like five or six, like you're just There's no match. You're just clowning. Your kid's like, <laughs> you tell her you're such a clown. Yeah. You dumb weak idiot. Yeah. Is it? Is it? it <laughs> give me a percentage of how close it is to fighting, like play fighting a cat. Cats can be strong. Yeah, I, I would. I, I'll say this. I've if you told I've me, would you rather take? Timies. Would you rather take on an unlimited set of six year olds? Versus an unlimited set of house cats. I would choose the six-year-old. Oh, yeah, too. for sure. Because you can yeah. just put on Dora, and they'll all sit down. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I like, yeah. Like, I like, would choose the kids, too. I yeah. mean, I just. My cat fucks me. I went and got his claws clipped today because they were Okay, I'm glad you didn't say declaw. Stronger Ooh. than a house no, cat, never, but yeah, not good, nearly good. as nimble. Like, their they're, they're, eye hand coordination is terrible. Their reach is terrible. Mm-hmm. And without without the the nimbleness of a cat. Like, yeah. You're just long arms are just sticking <laughs> kids from a mm-hmm. distance. We're just like, <laughs> like they're going to have to work together, which they don't do well. No. They so don't. this scenario is this, um, Kramer with or without a gun. I think they, have, what, I'm, what I'm saying is, I, I think like they that the had, guest brought you back. I think they, <laughs> had, <laughs> they, I think they had guns. Just, they did not have their, their, Top notch guns. You know okay. what I'm saying? It's like look, like, like take the take the handguns and you guys are gonna go do this. Also, now, you where do have, they drop them into? Is this like is this why Central America is, is so fucked up I mean, right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. Like, right now the US is not technically in any conflicts, but I guarantee you that today Americans kill yeah. people in another country. Yeah. I hundred I would bet any amount of money on that fact. These are special oil these, fighters. Yeah, these are yeah. these yeah. are Marines, man. Yeah. These are all Marines. It's keeping you safe. So they're they're Marines at the time. Mm, yeah. When you come out of that, you're a Marine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just strictly marine. Nothing. No other branch of this. No coast guard. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, no, but no, yeah, no, 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 no. Like the some... marines are. Marines have always been a special branch of the navy. For our our military listeners know this, but people who don't, it's like the navy is interesting because the marines, who are the, in theory the best soldiers, right? In our, all of our armed forces are part of the navy, mm-hmm. but also the naval air force is way larger than the air force. Right. Yes, yeah, the, yeah. The, the navy has more planes and flies mm-hmm. more and has mm-hmm. more uh, planetariums or, or telescope. They, oh, yeah. the navy is where it's at. Like in terms of our military branches, in my mind, the navy is yeah. the most important by far because it's also the umbrella for all these mm-hmm. other really important things. Uh, this episode is brought to you by the United States Navy. The United States <laughs> Navy, join it now, join it now, and Jordan will be your uh, parole officer. Whatever it is that you have in there, uh, enjoy CBM discount code on the military CBM twenty. <laughs> CBM twenty. Back to our story. After yeah. these tests, Kramer passed and uh, did really well. Of course he did. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he was then taken from uh, the training ground 
to Lunar Command Center. Has anybody, has, <laughs> well, hold on, has anybody ever like Kramer in another like conspiracy theory scenario come out and been like, yeah, I got tested from the ages of two to eighteen and, and failed uh, and failed. And like, <laughs> yeah, no, actually, no. I was kind of shit at it. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Have they? They've come out and done uh, that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they have. That was gonna say these are stories that you don't. These are the war I stories you don't hear. It's like, yeah, I died in battle because you you died. You don't hear that story. I think they're pretty selective in their um in their tr- in their in their recruitment. And that doesn't make sense because if you have right. to audit people big over taxes, like right. you're not batting Kids a thousand on identifying. People with ESP. <laughs> yeah, but 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 you're talking about a few. We're talking about a few hundred. He was part of a few hundred, but there's more than just him. But I mean, if you're talking about, you know, a very highly select group of people, I mean, okay, let me use an example that I think we can all relate to. Is I am sometimes amazed that sports agents, right, scout talent scouts can go to, like, a seventh-grade basketball game mm-hmm. and be, I like, like at that age, though, offer that kid a full like, ride. He'll be an he's going to be tall. Player. And then that's it. That's, like, 80% of it. Yeah. It's, 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 man, it is. It's, I mean, granted, scouting agents are wrong, but the ones that are really good, they are, like, they're just, like, yeah, like, well, like probably there's for me, it would be two very simple things. They're all too wide. They're reading the families <laughs> that's not why I'm, yeah. yeah yeah and that's why you're not paid highly Moneyball, yeah, yeah. you try yeah. and i guess Moneyball was a was a kind of kind of fought against that but but i think that if you're if you're re- if, if the stakes are high enough right it's like if your job is to is to figure out who the next dalai lama yeah. is you're going to make sure you get You'd it. You'd be right. what? Yeah. You're going to search. You're going to search. You're going to search and search until in Asia first. Yeah. 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 Somewhere in Asia. Yeah. You're going to make sure you get it right. And you're going to, you know, it's uh, like yeah. the, the, the Gom Jabbar. You're going to put the hand yeah. in the box. Uh, yeah. You're going to test people. Lady Jessica, Gom Jabbar. Sure. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. You got to be, you got to be sure. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm just saying the attrition rate. So far, this is pretty, pretty like, um, I love this Jason Bourne. Okay. So he, that's what, yeah. So you know? Jason yeah, yeah, yeah. Jason well, Kramer. He goes to uh, the Lunar Command Center on the on the moon. Okay, the dark side of the moon. Yeah, one of the best parts of the story is what he describes on the dark side of the moon. The moon now, does not rotate. Quick aside, it does not. It, it spins always facing. No, it does it not. Okay. Which is yeah. Yep. Literally, yeah. It, and, which is and, a little it, shady. It's a it and it literally. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it does this because the moon is uh, not only abnormally sized, larger than most planet, other satellites. It's incredibly large. Okay, mm, that's why. It's. I did not know that. That's really m- much larger than most. You know, it and and it, it very very odd. And it's very odd that something of that size would. Yeah. Bypass all the other What's gravitational pulls in our solar system the, to affix to our planet. What's right. The idea it? Well, oh. the idea is that it might have been placed there, because yeah. beca- because it's, it's or the also, other idea is that it may oh, be okay, okay. a secondary body and it turned into might might oh, okay, okay. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, First one's more. Probable. Its size is so peculiar because it's like if you were to say if you were to take the Earth and our tides and be like. Design me a satellite that's the perfect mm-hmm. size to regulate the oceans. That it would be that size, and the yeah. fact that it doesn't rotate, so the back of it, 
right, is in the darkness and also seemingly easier to depart from and to go into deep space, which is what we're exactly what we're oh, officially now trying to do. Leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, leaving okay. from there. That one's that one's interesting because it's like, you know, when you look at nature and you're just you just have to be like, okay, what what is the evolutionary purpose of this thing that right, has evolved? Right. It would be like, yeah, it's perfectly sized for a solar eclipse, and be like, okay, well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, what's the What's the evolutionary yeah, purpose? Like, I, it's yeah. like the earth just really needs to be very dark for like <laughs> like eight minutes every couple of years, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. You don't get it. Yeah. yeah. It's like crickets need to stop at least once <laughs> yeah. for 30 minutes every four years. It has to rain blood every seven <laughs> yeah, exactly. and a half years. Some, yeah. pe- some people will say that uh, Kramer's description of the moon base that he was sent to, the moon command center, um, is the most compelling part of his story because it's sometimes so specific Oh right, that you're like, that's a weird like that's a weird detail mm-hmm. but he, when was Kramer born uh this is happening in the f- 70s so and he was like 20 so i, like I don't want to play the part of the instant critic mm-hmm. on this i like i want to be a you guy you stink you remember I mean, that show <laughs> no <laughs> oh, i was called the critic yeah. oh the critic oh. <laughs> yeah. and i don't want to play the part but like like galileo was nailing the descriptions of the moon in whatever time no, no, he was he's, in, he's nailing the description of the lunar command center, the interior design. But how do we have any way any like proof the command that? center on the moon or the command center here on the no, no in the moon it, on the moon? Is there a command center there? He says on the back side of the moon. He says it's basically like Antarctica. There's like a city there, and all these different countries and non-Earth species, they just kind of have bases there. There was an attempted it's a truck w- stop. A cor- yeah, it's what it is. I it's mean, a quick way. Yeah. And, and uh, it's, it's flying. It, it's, it's one of these things where it's like there's also showers. We don't, <laughs> we don't really like these people, but we all know that like we can't have a war here. So like there was apparently a a, a, a war almost broke out, and like the 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 commanders were just somebody like, wasn't doing their dishes. I think yeah. it was just like it's just like you know. You're there, and there's Russians and Chinese, and we don't like yeah, each other. Yeah, but then there's yeah. also like extraterrestrials and aliens, and you're just like, yeah. fuck those guys. And eventually, they were like, no, not here, not here. Every why day you, is like West Side Story. Why would you want story. this to be true? Like, who do, who hears this and is just like, no, no, and also abortion should be illegal. Like, <laughs> right. this sounds dope. This sounds great. I know. Let's I'm like, fucking yeah, light yeah. it up. Yeah. I mean, it's a great. I mean, listen. You can't tell me that it's false because you haven't seen the dark side of the moon. And yeah, the people yeah, yeah. that have been to the moon, they've reported some really, really weird stuff yeah. on the dark side of the moon. Mm-hmm. Like, how many people have been to the dark side of the moon? Uh, God, well, dude, I wish... We, remember when I texted you guys and I was like, do I need to do any preparation? Yeah. And Shane was like, no. And I was like, actually, what you should have said is like, you couldn't even begin to prepare for this. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's what you should that have told me. My new How response. many people have been to the back side, <laughs> yeah. the dark side, the back side of the moon? How well, many they, people have been they, breaking they, the back uh, of the I'm moon? I'm just going to throw that question out to our they, next they guys. Have, yeah. they have, uh, yeah. You don't even know. <laughs> you, should have, you should have a list of reading materials that you're like, hey, you don't need to prepare anything. Just in case. Yeah, just in just case. case you have too much time. <laughs> yeah. But there, like, how many people have been in the dark side I don't, of the moon? I don't know that anyone has been. People have, uh, people have s- peered. peered across it, and they have 
seeing what appears to be movement of things that they're like, I don't, I don't know. What You're talking about somebody in a in a ship, a U.S. passing across the backside. Yeah, well, of the moon. they've definitely flown over the dark side the of the moon, moon yeah. when they were doing their lander shit. How dark are we talking? Like no lights, no lights. no street lights, no candles. <laughs> No, no light, man. There's just one guy with a road flare. I don't think space is that dark. I was going to say, is it is is the dark side of the moon no, quite I think it's reflective? Actually, actually, I take that back. I think space is space insanely is dark. I think it's uh, dark. I think it's like, uh, yeah, it's like camping like, no, with no, no light. Moon dark. Yeah. yeah, I think it's dark as hell. What a 180 you just made. Yeah, You're like, right. I think it's like not that dark. Like a yeah. room on a New I York really, Street. I was like, I was thinking about all the movies I've seen that I'm realizing, oh. Oh, it's. It's Done. the movies where they you want to see the space like right yeah 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 believe it or not on the other side of the moon according to him is this fifties style decor like you walk in he's like it's very fifties it's like sunflower oh, yeah. color that's when they installed yeah, it that's when they installed it was yeah. in the fifties they and, can't uh, get any <laughs> yeah they can't get we gotta get Shane up there to design it <laughs> oh, well, well dude do it get so it so they um and and he stayed kind of like he said we all were, went up there we stayed in these dorm style rooms and then um. And it sounds very Antarctic. It does. Yes, which said, makes so much he sense. Said, he says yeah. it's very, very much like Antarctica. Yeah. Like, that's the Russians' place over there. We don't really just, we don't mess with them. They don't mess with yeah. us. And then every once in a while, there'll be some skirmishes. Yep. and Avoid uh, the lunar bears. Um, I saw, like, like, just, is it another thing? Like, is it like fame where you're like, you really need to know somebody who would be born into it mm. in order to get famous? Like born like, into the moon? Yeah, but like just. And one of these people? Just like somebody with the privilege of being even close to this, even somebody so. that works at the Antarctic training, you know, like right. preparation base, because they're probably going to Antarctica before sure. going to the moon. I think right? that's part of their training. Is yeah. like we we need to put you in the most inhospitable conditions that we can either right. fabricate out, yeah. or find on this planet because of where they're eventually going. That may, I mean, my dad, my stepdad would go to Death Valley before he went to Afghanistan. He went to Iraq twice in Afghanistan and then also Georgia. Totally different, but they uh, prepped him in Death they, Valley. They prepped him in Death Valley. That has Brutal. to be terrible for the price of homes in Death Valley. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. Right. You, you, know, like, you know what? To sleep we, outside. We yeah. train people to go to Afghanistan by coming here <laughs> yeah. and dealing with you and people. <laughs> And everybody in Death Valley is just like, send them over. We like, we got to fight our war, you know. Yep. I they love them know. there. They, they, I don't, I don't know anything about Death Valley. Yeah, I think it's, is it Death Valley? Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. The Badlands of South Dakota. Who knows? It's, it's in, probably Death it's Valley. in California. Also, I'm, I am sorry. I got to go to the restroom. Exciting news! Our friends at Manscaped just launched their fourth generation performance package. This ultimate package includes the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Manscaped, the leaders in male grooming, have done it again to make your grooming game next level. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with the new performance package 4.0 by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with code CBM20. The performance package 4.0 by Manscaped has arrived, and oh man, was it worth the wait. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold all your goodies. 
Their fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on-off switch can engage a travel lock, and gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shape. Oh, and did I mention this trimmer is waterproof too? You thought that was good, but you want to take your grooming game even further to the next level? The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker to chop your worst weeds up top in your nose and ear. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in your delicate holes. Seal the deal with Manscaped Liquid Formulations, their Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant for before leaving the house, and Crop Reviver Ball Toner for a mid-game ball check. Trust me when I say this, fellas, your balls will be thanking you. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to the Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code CBM20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code CBM20 at manscaped.com. Your balls have been through enough this past year. Treat them with the best tools for the job from Manscaped. So uh, he's on the lunar base in this in this fifty style uh, decor in a little dorm room, and then he, he he gets called out, and he goes and he talks to this guy, and the guy's like, "All right, you got to sign your paperwork." And uh, again, part of it that I love because you don't ever get some of these minute details because he's asking all these questions. <laughs> you got to mm-hmm. sign your paperwork. There's so clerical work. Yeah, that I needs know, to right? Be done. The moon, yeah. and the guy, yeah, moon paperwork. The guy was like, "Look, man, this is a quote." He's like, "Look, man, paperwork has to be signed. If you got any questions? Ask them, but it really don't matter. Just sign it, and we'll move on." <laughs> <laughs> like, and I'm just like. What a great thing. He's like, dude, yeah. you want to you do this or not, man? Yeah. You like, can sit here all day. You can just. And it's like, you know, like you get like a, a waiver or something. And it's just like, do you want to go on this roller coaster or not? Yeah. Like, but it's, yeah. it sounds right. Otherwise, he'd make a big. If he was lying, he'd yeah. be like, oh, I had to scan my eyes. Yeah. I had to go up and he's like, can no. you fucking just, just sign, sign the just Sign this waiver. Yeah. Because like, I, I've never thought about like, if this exists, right, then it's definitely, there's people there, like, a long time who are just, like, so over it. Over it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, like, like somebody yeah. working in a cafeteria. Just, just like, like, sign the damn I, paperwork. Yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's made of cheese. Oh, You'll get so used to yeah, it. Somebody in Bavaria at Epcot is just like, yeah, yeah, we get it. They're sausages, okay? <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Let's yeah. go. This guy's like, look. I get we're on the moon, dark side, whatever. We have lights. Sign this paperwork, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Move along. Yeah. Well, he, he does, he signs the paperwork, and then they're like, all right, you're going to go get on, you know, next spot. He enters in, and he enters into a bat wing shaped, like a delta wing shaped aircraft. Okay. Huge. Mm-hmm. He estimated that it seated like like one to 2,000 people. Oh. Multiple levels. You sat in like a memory foam. Oh, hell yeah. And he said, like, like it takes off, and, and, it, and it's like a planetarium like experience because you can, you like, where he was sitting, he could see out. And you just see stars. And again, like the captain comes over and he's just like, the captain is like, comes over the intercom and he's just like, all right, we're uh, going to hit out here to your next destination. Can't tell you what that is because you're not cleared for security. <laughs> Thank you for flying Space United. That's right. <laughs> no, but they still offer a credit card. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, he gets, he gets to, uh, again, they were like, you, we can't tell you your destination until you get there because you're not security clearance for it so they're leaving the dark side of the moon leaving the dark side of the moon and we're not gonna tell you where to go and uh 
And, and one thing that I thought was hilarious is the captain was like, and as we depart, just take a good look at uh, the earth. And uh, you won't be seeing that for about 20 years. So just oh, take shit. a look. And everybody's like, what? Like, what? They, was like, oh, they didn't know. They didn't know yeah. there was going to be 20 and years. And the guy in the exit row was like, fuck, yeah. I'm not. Dude, uh, <laughs> yeah. dude. Okay. I left my charger, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. It's like, <laughs> wow. You know, yeah. uh, the, the uh, Kramer did say, which I, I did find kind of interesting, especially because of our earlier conversation, that when you look for, at Earth, from a distance, it looks like a living organism. Yeah, it's bright it's, blue and gorgeous in a sea of dead. It, yeah, well, yeah, and it's like it's like it's breathing, and it's like because you don't see political political divisions, and you don't see oh, yeah. you know you. Just and we see, only usually see static images. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we and we and we also see such like what I see in front of me or, or what I read in the paper, whereas like you see from there, it just looks like this living. Yeah, this thing that really seems alive, and uh, so he ends up on uh, uh, Mars, um, and he was uh, there. And and what the paper said he had don't signed. Don't you feel like if that were you, you'd be like, "Fuck, I were, like there's a thousand people here. Couldn't send me a little bit farther out." I know, right? Like, it's yeah. just the next one. Yeah, yeah. And he could be guessing and be like, "I bet we're going to Mars." And they're like, "Don't you tell anybody?" <laughs> Maybe that's why it does kind of add to the credibility of it that he's just like. You know, somebody's got to work trash at Walt Disney World, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, you can, not everybody can be in yeah. Sweden. It's an, like, yeah. yeah. It's just a blue-collar job, space space job. Red-collar job. Red-collar space oh, job yeah. on Mars. Yeah. He, he, he went to Mars, and those paperwork that he was signing, it was explained to him that he was part of the Earth Defense Force. I bet the 20 years thing, I keep, I'm sorry. I bet the 20 years thing was listed in the paperwork from the last base. Oh, for sure. But nobody read nobody the paperwork. Read the paperwork. <laughs> He's like, just sign the paperwork. I don't yeah, care. Sign it. And then the captain comes on and is like, we got to tell him twice. <laughs> yeah, we got to. You sign well, the paper. The Earth Defense Force was a multinational organization that uh, involved most of our uh, Cold War uh, enemies, you know, China, mm. Japan, uh, Russia. That all had bases on the moon okay. and all agreed that like we're all trying to colonize Mars and we we need some sort of defense force out here. So the 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 Kramer described it and I thought this was really, really great, is that he said he's like we had to create a defense force, right? Which I was a part of, because we were all of a sudden entering into the next wave of like sort of intergalactic mm-hmm. interaction. Right. And you just can't go there with nothing. Like we had to bring guard. He's like, I was essentially a guard dog. We're it's like, like we, it's like, we Tony don't know Stark being like, once they're faced with a, yes. an extraterrestrial, ter, extra, whatever, terrestrial, terrestrial, <laughs> an extra terrarium. <laughs> Extraterrestrial. Is that an extra terrarium? Because I, I got a, <laughs> yeah, I have I got, a lizard. Man, I got some succulents that I cannot dude, keep dude. alive. I think they just need a lid to Sweet. collect the These moisture. These centipedes need a home, dude. <laughs> yeah. um, an extraterrestrial threat. That's when he. That's that's where, that's where we get. You know, the right. second. Yes. Whatever. Yeah. And he, Iron and Man. Then they were like, we we got to have something. So, uh, the the what was there on Mars was a Martian colony. Um, I, I did find it funny <laughs> that they they didn't call it they don't call it Mars on Mars they call it Aries, like so, Brazil nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Brazil. they're just nuts. <laughs> yeah, they're just nuts. Yeah, they just yeah. call it they they call it the I guess Mars is the Roman Aries is the Greek oh, okay. name. For oh, Mars. So, okay. So it's called Aries, and um, uh, so the air there, uh, he said, is actually breathable. Mm. Um, it's 
it's you you wouldn't go out without a suit and a mask on because the temperatures are just mm. completely mm. inhospitable to what we think of life. But you know, in a in a in a you you might walk between buildings and you're not like right. there's not like vapor locks like you see in outer space. Mm-hmm. It's just like you walk out. There's there's you know you take oh, a breath. But, uh, um, it was set up in 1974 75. Um, we were on Mars according to what he was able to understand around the mid sixties. Um, but we didn't really do anything or try to prepare anything until the 1970s. Um, they started sending uh, exploratory missions there. And obviously the, the goal was to mine Mars for minerals and resources that we could not get on earth, but also to set up a sustainable colony in case, for example, like, life on earth started yeah. to catastrophically decline like it is now. And right. then we would send our billionaires like Musk and hell yeah. And, and, Keep that uh, bald gene alive. Yes. And, <laughs> um, wait, it comes from the moms and, mom and bald? the, the <laughs> sender, the Mars colony corporation was formed. Uh, and that's technically, they have technically hired the U S Marines to supply them uh, or the Earth Defense uh, Force, if you want, EDF. Mm-hmm. And so we created a program to sort of find people to go into this program. Okay. Right? Um, now, uh, uh, they said that they uh, he was stationed at a place called the Zebra Base. He spent 17 years of his life at the Zebra Base, um, and that was one of many bases. And essentially, his job was, with, along with uh, several other people in his division, were to keep the regular, I mean, it's, you know, it's just like, you know, there's scientists, there's engineers, there's geologists, there's all these people that are doing the work of like colonizing. And then you have this defense force where it's just like, our job is just to fly around this red rocky planet and just figure out what the threats are. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. Right. It's like, what, yeah. are, what, what could possibly go wrong here? And mm. that, that was his job for 17 That's a years. Easy job. Who's well, coming easy. to Mars? Oh, like, easy job. Yeah, easy job. Yeah, I was just about to say, I was like, there can't be a lot of threats. Like, no, like... What, are you going to run into Mark Wahlberg, yeah, maybe? Yeah, like, that's no. like, that's Say all your mother. <laughs> <laughs> On Mars? It's just two dudes running around being like, oh, I fucking miss pussy, dog. You well, know, like... Uh, um, man, this fucking Mars pussy well, ain't what I thought just, so you, just so you guys uh, can cool your jets here, <laughs> oh. the whole story is okay. uh, uh, armed with... Uh, their advanced body armor and guns and magnetic weapons. Uh, okay. They they were uh, told that there were two separate species that oh. were, that were already on Mars that were not humans. Oh, okay. Um, uh, one was a um, they that what was a reptilian based creature. Another one was an so unoriginal insect. <laughs> based. So unoriginal. Yeah, they yeah. they live in nests and hives. Yeah, um, which I will say. You guys may have seen this, but some guy was taking like molten glass or something. Oh, and you like pour it down a and he ant's poured nest it down an ant's oh, nest. Yeah, yeah. Termite nest. And yeah. the amount he had to pour down, like he, yeah. they made yeah. like some insane amount. And it was then, in like Africa or something, right? Yeah, like, yeah. And they, like a desert yeah. setting. Yeah, and then he poured it down there like and then oh, they, we dig, need they more. spent a week and they, a week, they spent, yeah. and they just dig it all out. And they're like, This city is massive. It has all kinds of roads, and super high yeah. and architecture, and it's got, you know, and it's like, and like they pull it out, and you're like, okay, that's a 
fucking aliens. And it actually, I've I just saw this video too, or at least a video like this, where you have the main branch, yeah. and then they, it actually, he ran out, or it, it like the molten whatever metal yes. got stuck, stuck, and there's like a main like wrist size branch going away away from all the the other miniature oh. branches. They're like, we can't even begin. And it was, it itself was like five feet underground. So if the whole thing is 10 feet, it goes down about five feet and it's leading away from the anthill. And then it just cuts off. It's like they run out. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's like, so when I hear that, I'm like, okay. If you're telling me that on Mars, there's some sort of insectoid that's incredibly intelligent. Underground. Underground nesting thing. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Sure. That's not the thing that's going to talk me off this story. No. Like, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. the point where I'm like, <laughs> yeah. ah, that's bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's been plenty so far that yeah. I'm like, yeah, that sounds like bullshit. Yeah, but I'm still I in. bet that's day one. I bet uh, th- there's like an answer to that question, like us on day one. It's like, I know what you're thinking. There's probably not a lot going on on Mars, but boy, are you wrong. <laughs> and like Shane and I are like. We had no idea. We had no idea. <laughs> he had no a whiteboard. Idea. He explained it all. <laughs> he showed us ant hills. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, the 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 humans said that the reptilians and the insects were were primitive people, but but in the the military guys found out that like, that's not true at all. They're oh. like incredibly smart and advanced. Um, so it's basically like when we colonize places, we exactly, told lies same, about the same, indigenous peoples. Right, mm-hmm. right. He said what they were, this is a great line by him, is that they're not hostile, but they're territorial. Mm. So I'm like, yeah, that's that sounds right. I'm the opposite. Oh, that's really... You're, that's, ter- you're, <laughs> you're hostile. Go looking for a fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But not I'm like, territory. take my house. Like, I don't like, care about like, if ants, you're on my ants property. We're going to if you step in their nest. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but normally, they're just like, we're just leaving you alone. Like, you yeah, leave your food right. out, we're going to take it, but we're not trying to pick a fight with you. Right, right. Yeah, and that's what he him. said. Like reptile, they were just like, "You leave us alone, we leave you alone." They're not trying to get right. in business. Don't now, step on our hill. Eventually, the reptiles uh, who are called the Galuks, uh, which is what the na- what they called their planet, is it G A apostrophe A? No, it's G A H L U K S. But that's the phonetic. He I was going to say, I was like, Galuks. they have their own language. Why are they using English characters? That's how Kramer. <laughs> Yeah, the, said phonetically they call it oh, okay. Galuks, they, and, and they it's kind of like we call ourselves Earthlings. They were like we're Galuks. This is Galuk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We live in Galuk. Yeah, yeah. Mm, okay. um, uh, they were predated. Uh, he learned by a super race of aliens who essentially destroyed Mars's atmosphere. Oh, and we've talked about this, but yes. I didn't know this might be tied together. With yes, Ooh, that's and so uh, some of those. Uh, super aliens may have then left and come to earth. Uh, those that remained insects and the reptiles that remain, they showed up a, a, a marked uh, desire to like, they sort of sort of saw that technology progressed to a point where it absolutely destroyed their planet. And so they walked back the other way. We're like, we are intentionally space Amish. We are, yeah, yeah. We are, we're Luddites. We don't want yeah. technology. Yeah. We want to live the old way because we've seen the ends, and it's literally destroyed the atmosphere yeah, of yeah. like a, a of a an Earth like planet was destroyed by technology. So I'm getting it for me. It's Starship Troopers vibe, yeah. and Dune vibes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, yeah. Well, then the, now this might be in my mind the craziest part of his story, just because of like. Remember, this is like 2014 he started talking about this, which 
again, it's not that long ago, but what he describes is incredible, is that uh, he said for training and for recreation, there was this experiential headgear. Mm. This kind of thing you would sit into and you would completely virtually uh, kind of like hook into train muscle mm. memory. And it was so, uh, it was so good. Like, like three hours of muscle training in there was like 10 to 12 hours, which we've talked about. Like the government is doing exactly so like this VR with electrical impulses yes. oh, to make really? you think you're like training. Yep. And, yeah. and, and, uh, I mean, on, VR has been around since, I mean, it was in blank check, you know, like, yeah. but like they would say that he said, like, when you wanted to hang out, you could use it for training, but also recreation. So like, they'd be like, where do you guys want to go today? And they'd be, let's go to the beach. And you would get inside the trainer and you literally could just virtually be on a beach anywhere Mm, and experience that. Um, now I said, we would talk about this. I don't, I don't want to forget about it is is probably the funniest part of the whole thing. It's 80 per 80 ish, 75, 80% men. And then the rest are women. He said that was really like a consistent ratio. And because what they didn't want to do was create competition amongst men for women is that they, they sort of redefined the sexual ethos. Oh, wow. So like, he's like, there was, there was, there was generally basically there was no, you were not allowed to couple with anybody. It was a free love type of society. And so homo and heteroerotic affairs happened Willy nilly, willy nilly, like man, what a world! It was like, like, was there like, like polyandrous, right? Isn't that polyamorous? Polyamorous to a single woman. Yeah, yeah, I think that's Mm. poly. I think that's polyamory. But it's Uh, even, but it's, but it's even above. You're saying it's above that. What what I'm just like, but what I think what they were trying, what he said is that if if I'm there and me and 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 Susie, right take take to a liking to each other and we're exclusive mm-hmm. it's really bad because if somebody else likes Susie, then he and i end up fighting yeah and it creates drama right. and it just creates this sort of it's still gonna happen though you'll be in a forced cuck situation and yeah. you're like well i'm gonna yeah. be mad yeah. regardless well yeah it's still a tlc but, show no matter how <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, I think yeah. if everybody's getting getting you know laid i think it probably works out all right okay my guess is that Although he's not a he's not a particularly handsome guy. They probably just ran simulations. Is he bald? Yeah, he, he is bald. Oh yeah, yeah, he's okay. bald. Yeah, or at least <laughs> shaved head. So yeah, self proclaimed bald. Yeah, yeah. I'm I have a full head. It was just I a free lie. love. It was a free love kind of world. Man. Okay, and yeah. like and there was no there was no shame. There was no like like uh, you know there's no like I got I'm like nobody really identified as as straight or gay. Mm-hmm. You're just like mm. oh John needs some sex and he and I are going to, we're both going to have sex. And then, yeah. Hmm. Oh, Hey Sarah, what's up? She's like, Hey, you want to have sex? You just kind of, that's not even, none of that is actually even crazy to me because there are like native like tribes and populations that have existed, you know, and where polyandry multiple men for a single woman is beneficial for that society. Right. So it's like we physically are inhabiting an Island. We cannot reproduce to the point that we, like choke out and, 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 you know, take over this Island. So we have to limit the amount mm-hmm. of women that can reproduce. So it's like, you, you can't yeah. be doing a man with a woman, every man with this one woman, because like everybody's going to, you, you're multiplying the amount of time, right, right. The, the amount of babies that you can have. So right. that makes sense to me. Like 
from it, an, from like a, a evolutionary. You standpoint. think that makes more sense than say like a musical chair situation, <laughs> or like uh, a bunch of like seven uh, men and no seven women and six men. However you want to do the ratio, and then just right. you got to be on someone at the end of the song. I think that's probably a good way to run a society. Take, that's, yeah, that's inter- yeah. I but but the way you're talking about it. I'm so sorry about the we called that the cakewalk when I was growing up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's interesting to me is that it's even beyond that. Like, I'm still thinking strictly in terms of, like, man and woman must oh, right, do yeah, it. Yeah, but, right, but yeah, like, yeah. what this no, is what, saying what, is, I think what you're saying, which is really interesting, is that if you look at societies that wanted uh, uh, distinct cultures, oftentimes uh, ethno-religious cultures, who wanted to expand... The size. Yeah. Catholicism. Or or uh, Mormonism here in the United yeah, States. Because yeah, yeah. you would see where they had a very patriarchal society where it was like one guy mm-hmm. with like 50 women. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. Because one guy can can it, it ejaculate How yeah. Much, yeah, multiple yeah. times a day and impregnate lots of women. Yes. Yeah. Women have a, a little bit of a cap on how much they can mm-hmm. birth um, just because of the gestation period. But if you're if the opposite of true is true, if we have limited food resources, and the last thing we want right, right. is a, a a fucking rabbit population just expanding beyond belief, well then you're like, well let's flip the script here. Yeah, very mm-hmm. few women, mostly men, and let's normalize het- homosexual behavior. Right, sure, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. right. Yeah, and space sense. sounds cool. Let's let everyone be free. And who's this? So like, if we can normalize. Or if the possibility is there to normalize like a polyandrous society, then who's to say amorous polyamory is polyamory, just multiple partners, but polyandrous is polyandry is polyandry. So all polyandrous are polyamorous. But not all polyamorous, polyamorous are polyandry. Yes, polyandry yeah, yeah, right. is a specific type of a polyamory. Type. It's like yeah. how people use centripetal okay. and centripetal. Polygamy. I thought you were you were like saying no, he was terrarium. specific. I he was specific to terrarium I would be very specific. Again. There's yeah, two: poly yeah. polygamy and polyandry. Polygamy is it, the opposite. Multiple women with a single man. Poly, polyandry oh, it's the opposite yes. of polygamy. So it's the TV show about the Mormon guy. Yeah, oh, like yeah big, to big house. And it's polyangry where you're just like, can just one person love me? This <laughs> I want to fuck. Why <laughs> yeah. is my fuck? So polyandry, polygamy, polyamorous. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. well uh, sat uh, sat into uh, uh, to Kramer. Um, uh, oh no. Is uh, well, no, no. It's, it's not a sat into him because he he lived, but. His time on Mars, um, what happened was, is he and a thousand of his uh, fellow soldiers were given uh, an impossible task, John Wick style. And even when they got it, according to him, they were like, why are we doing this? This is so against the treaty. It's like we've been tasked with going into a sacred reptilian tunnel and stealing one of their artifacts, <laughs> which probably had some sort of Indiana Jones. That the sequel <laughs> and anything else lost me. Okay. More than a Delta wing from the dark side of the moon. Yeah. Him being like, they task us with an Indiana Jones and the crystal skull level. Yeah. Task. That's what he said. And, and they got ambushed by reptilians. He said it was like going through a blender. They came out mm-hmm. slinging these, Circular blades. And, oh, wow. And all but 35. Because they're territorial, but not hostile. Right, and all right. but 35 of them uh, died. And out of he a was thousand. One, out of wow. a thousand. And That's so a lot of When he made it back, it was, like, it, was like, uh, it was like Maverick. He was like, 
you get any job you want, Kramer. And he's like, I want to fly a plane on the moon and retire. And they were like, all right. So he, for the last three years of his service, 17 years on Mars, goes back to the moon, and he's just like a you know, hmm. guy smoking a cigarette. And he's like, sign these papers. <laughs> yeah, sign these papers. <laughs> yeah. Full yeah. circle. Yeah, and he's just the guy that they're just like, Yeah. you ever been in the moon, Cap? He's like, have I ever been to Mars? <laughs> you want to ask me about Mars? <laughs> yeah, I've seen some shit. <laughs> it's that guy. Um, yeah, you ever seen it. an insect uh, twirl a circular blade? <laughs> That's so, right. So, uh, uh, and just so you know. We're hostile. 970 uh, of my brothers and sisters. <laughs> after 20 years of service, and... Uh, and, and and let me just say this. Uh, we say this all the time, but I mean it this time. If you're not a patron, you definitely should join because uh, we're going to do what I'm about to say now. We're going to do a deep dive oh, offshoot of this this oh, little for tidbit the pa- Patreon? for the patron. Am I a part of it? Yes. Yeah. 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 Fuck yeah. Oh yes. yeah. Okay. But uh, when he when he thank God my wife only thought this was an hour long. <laughs> he, uh, he he spent uh, he did 20 years of service, honorably discharged, but then he spent several weeks on the moon in uh essentially what is a they call it reverse aging but as he says it's Benjamin not a, it's not a reverse aging process what they do is they genetically clone you right into like whatever age you are when you left oh and then put your consciousness and they in. put your consciousness nice. into you and then they take you they they time loop you back to where you started you wake up and you're just like shit i just had the craziest dream i was oh. like 20 years, I was, like, working on so Mars. that's the bow. That's the bow. That ties it all back. Yeah. And 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 we're going to we're gonna do a deep dive on that for our patrons because they're the best. And, uh, oh, yeah. Um, so, now, before we end, I just want to say, and we get kind of final thoughts and we can figure this out, that six other men, independently of Kramer, have come forward with substantially similar stories and uh none of them were part of the defense force so they weren't they weren't out on, in in the zebra like like greenbacks too. yeah yeah they were, were their they names Seinfeld Elaine George they were engineers um but they 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 uh they all told exceptionally similar stories independently of one another mm. about the the core of the Mars lunar, I mean, the moon lunar base, or the lunar base. Yeah. Um, the different types of aliens on mm. the planet, right? And then some of, like, the weird specifics about the air was breathable, but you always... They were, like, they, so they were in agreement with... Yeah, yeah, but again, these were not, these were not, like, yeah, I heard that from John that wow. I told my story. It was, like, independent stories. Corroborating stories. Corroborating stories yeah. that have come out and uh, since since Kramer. Now, wow. like like Epstein stories. Right, kind, yeah. 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 Kind of, yeah. 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 Um, wow. And apparently if you have money like uh, the Prince Act, it goes away. Yeah. He paid yes. her off. The free. That's crazy. Free. Yeah. yeah. Dude. Oh um, so, so, you know, I mean, what we, what we have is an incredible story about a guy that, and you can, um, you can find his stuff about talking about, he's fought with countless aliens and there's different kinds of aliens. And yeah, I bet this is a, the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, sure. he's got a ton of stuff out there. Right? Yeah, um, and you guys should all just go and out and like watch one of his one of his interviews about one of his test testifications. Yeah, yeah. He, you know what, Randy uh, Kramer, hybrid soldier for the SSP. Yeah, and, and 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 uh, I will say that like he sometimes when we when we talk about these folks and you go watch them, 
you're like, well, yeah, that's a that's a schizophrenic. That's right. a crazy person. He doesn't. He, he, I would I would wager I, on him. I lean more on. He's either like completely trying to sell a Hollywood story, and he just like really meticulously went through every loophole, and he had like a like a uh, a continuity editor like like vet his whole story, and he's got it down to a science in terms of like how to tell the story, yeah, not yeah. like. Or he's telling the truth. I don't think he's in the range of like, this guy's just fucking This guy's insane, yeah. No, because he doesn't, and again, maybe he's just a really good actor, but if he's a really good actor, I think he's trying to sell a story, uh, which is a great one. I I would say two things. I think that like, first of all, there's like this thing where it's like, everybody knows that you can beat a lie detector test because if you tell yourself a lie enough, for long enough, you begin to believe the lie. True. And that's the first thing I'll say. The second thing I'll say is, and I don't think he'll ever listen to it, but one of my absolute best friends who was, he played guitar at my wedding, so I love him to death. He is also comic, super funny, Alon Elion, and I shouldn't have named him, Mm, but he has, (laughs) he does normal stand-up, but his thing is he has a character that he's been working on for like seven years and Alon is an Ashkenazi Jew out of New York, hard New York guy. Like, like that's where he's from. That's his personality. But he, so he knows uh, just the culture of New York. And so he has this character called Spinny Pugliano. Mm-hmm. That's the funniest. It's the funniest sets I've ever seen from any comic ever. Nobody could even touch it. And he could, he could, ha- he could sit down in this podcast for over however long we've been going for and do it in character and pull details from a life that he's never right. lived yeah. at a level of detail that Improv. is unfathomable, unfathomable to yeah. me. So he can like, and he does that on stage. So I'm I'm saying all this to just support the fact that like, I, I get it because like if, if, if a, somebody I know in my life can do that, who does it for comedy, what about somebody who doesn't even need to care about getting a laugh? Or like they, I they do it for that. spite. They do it for or spite. For yeah. fun. For or, fun. Or, yeah. or, or because it's a long con where it's just like, yeah. you know, I people mean, do things for less n- though. N- oh yeah. yeah We're doing true. this podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For you know, do you, guys, do you ever see the, forget that I'm doing <laughs> yeah, this podcast? One of, one of my one of my uh, absolute <laughs> favorite uh, like childhood kung fu movies was Bloodsport, Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah, which is about the Kumite and the American uh, mixed martial arts legend uh, Frank Dukes. Mm. And is there, he like I've rem- I, it's been so long I, I don't know if I've actually seen it but like he fights in like a foreign tournament foreign tournament okay. bare knuckles you can people you, die you, you can die you you either can win by uh, submission yeah knockout or death yeah and, and Frank Dukes was the first American to win it and then he went on to win it several times and he set all kinds of records and and, mm-hmm. and John Claude Van Damme plays Frank Dukes well like movie came out all this stuff and people were like what is it. This is all fucking made up. Frank Dukes made the entire story. Hell yeah, up. Frank Dukes. He it was all a fake. He people, never. No, there was no such thing. It's like it's like whenever people started to press him on the comate, he's like, yeah, it's underground, man. I can't tell you. Crazy. No, 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 because it didn't happen. Yeah, I, I was yeah, in this. I knew. So, yeah, like it's, it was. It, he, he knew enough about everything to yes. like, and then like, like then his whole story unraveled because he was like ex-military that had like. And they were like, you never served in the military. But he he had sold, again, it was easier during the before the age of the internet. Mm-hmm. But he sold Hollywood and lots of people on this story. Dang. 
I mean, Bloodsport is still good. They made a couple, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or John, at least, at the very least, John claude Van Damme made a career out of it. Career yeah, out of it. So that's sure. Yeah. I actually just added that to my two oh, nice. watch list. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. It's, a great, it's still a great watch. So the guy that was not, who was, who wrote, who was the inspiration for that film, did not do those things. But John claude Van Damme can kind of do those things. So he wrote a story and then got someone that could actually do the story in a movie. Yes. So this guy that went to Mars, we just need a time-traveling Martian guy to star as him in the future, and people will believe it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hollywood's yeah. crazy. Hollywood, yeah. Seems I mean, simple. Yeah. Okay. I, here's a, <laughs> when you put it that way. Yeah, I know. You yeah, just got to yeah. think about, you know, we just, this is how this one worked. This is how yeah. this would work. Yeah. So in terms of final thoughts, I, what I love about the story. We have a proof of concept. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it worked. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> true or not, as I, I, I love that uh, there are some minute, banal, is that right? Banal. banal yeah, banal. banal, banal. Yeah. Details. No, it's polyandry. You go into the terrarium and, uh, <laughs> and you sign these papers, and it's and it's just and it's just it's like, <sighs> yeah, sucks. yeah, it's not. It, and so I do like that aspect of it. But on the um, flip side, doesn't it make sense that like I don't know if it makes sense, but it doesn't it be like some people think it be like it is, but it do. Um, it makes sense that like. I I don't even know of a word. I can't, I'm not going to call him crazy or insane. That seems so wrong and out of left field. But for somebody as obsessed with making up a story like this, if they spend enough time on it, they would find themselves being like, I need some minute details in it. So that stuff about the paperwork, the fact that he includes it in there, he convinces me a little bit. But it's yeah. not like knowing somebody who f- who has created a character that s- focuses exclusively yeah. on the minute details because that's what makes the story. Sure. Yeah, I that kind of makes sense to me. You know, like yeah. that they would do that. Yeah, I, I, you know the other thing too. I guess that that uh, this brings up is that. And by the way, Kramer uh, would say that like you wake up from this dream. And you're like, I think I was in Mars for 20 years. And everyone around you is like, you haven't left this planet, dude. You're right. like, you're 17 years oh, old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that when he came to? Yeah. I mean, he was like, he was like early, early teens, late, right. yeah. sorry, late yeah. teens, early 20s. So he, he had the chance to get trained, go to the Marine Corps, go to the moon, go to Mars for 17 years, go back to the moon for three years, then get transported back to his body. And then he wakes up. Does he go back to the Marine Corps? Yeah, he was a Marine for the rest of his life. Does he do 20 years and retire? Well, I don't know if he, I mean, I don't mm. know. I don't know about his Marine career, but I know that he's like slowly came to, you know, like, I mean, you just have dreams. I mean, and you're just mm. like, yeah, I mean, I have, I have persistent dreams that are illogical. And I'm like, that is, that's not anything I've ever experienced, but I yeah. have that dream. Mm-hmm. And the question is like, well, what, where did that, where did that come from? And if you if you travel down that path long enough, you can quickly surmise it. Well, did I do I do I have some cognitive memory of mm. some other life that I've lived, whether that's a previous life or some thing like this that Kramer has has concocted? But it is interesting that other people independently have come up with very similar stories. Yeah. Him. So, in the end, I'm just left with this thing of like this is either crazy people, a con or a true story. And the fact that we're really trying hard to get to Mars. Wasn't that, aren't, aren't those the only, only three, options? Options. three options? Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. 
There might be, there. or there's just some part uh, part truth. But anyway, you were what well, you were making a point, a good point. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, the fact that we're so interested in going to Mars, and it 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 seems to me that there's probably been some sort of colonization of Mars. That that I think we've been to Mars. Let me just put mm-hmm. it that way. And I think that what we're planning on doing is not necessarily colonizing Mars, but already moving towards either existing but no longer functioning spaces or mm. um or fully functioning stuff yeah do you think we've been to mars uh yeah well, i would like to i and i think that's part of my final thought is i would love that this is a true story based on other people have corroborated the things he said which i think is pretty interesting it kind of ties back to you know the whole life after death stuff i talk about a ton is that i think past lives are real and some people remember things in their in their antenna in their heads what I would hope is a better answer for this is he just took his boring life and just picked something cooler when he started telling his story. Mm. I live in a small town mm, on Mars. <laughs> like he just replaced right, everything with yeah. a fun space thing. Yeah. Like, and then I had That's to deal with this idea. asshole neighbor, a lizard person. Yeah. You know, and he's just like, yeah, he's like, could yeah, I make yeah. a fun yeah. story? So it's easy to remember what Marines. happened in and the but, story yeah. if but, it's you just map it. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But the, but in that. That's a I love that. And in that analogy, you're you have the ability to retrace the initial steps. Each mm-hmm. individual step, you have the ability to trace it so many times that it becomes a part of you. Right, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. the because it doesn't all come together at the same time. It starts with my neighbor's an asshole. He's a lizard person. Right. Yeah. And then every day for the next six he's weeks, person. he's a lizard person. Yeah. And then you do a new detail. And yeah. it's like, oh, I I hate this town and my neighbor's an asshole. Well, he's a lizard person. And then also I'm in an asshole town and I'm like, yeah. I'm in Mars. I live you know? in a, yeah. a, a mother-in-law's house and she has 1950s curtains, you know, yeah. it's like, and it's a standard pattern that's in the Sears catalog. And it's like, there's all these things that could be, I much prefer that it's a real thing. I, that's way more fun. I don't know. Do I get final thoughts? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. My, I thought? think I, I'm with you. I would love to believe it. I'm ready to believe it. I don't believe in God. I would love to believe in aliens, mm. but this his stories are too archetypal for me to like fully buy into. Who, gods? No, no not gods, guy. but uh, oh, Kramer's, Kramer's. Story. Yeah, because every time you introduce a new detail, it just felt like you were borrowing a a, a section of a previous sci-fi thing, right? It, like it, it did. And it I did. mentioned like like uh, I forgot the Dune comparison, but Dune like there's so many uh, like Alec. Allegories to Dune, where it's just like, and then like, but even before, if we start from the beginning, it's just like him being chosen. It's like I know it's a new one, but like the the idea of like a group of children being chosen for their uh, like extra extra gifts is like Stranger Things, and then but but we've seen it before, and then each new step just feels like it's borrowed from science fiction in some form or fashion. Would you rather him concoct this story or show up in an open mic to try to find validation? (laughs) I've gotten more enjoyment out of you telling this story than I think any of them like I've ever been to. <laughs> yeah, so I, know, right? I would keep things the way they are. Yeah, I, mean, sure. I think it's a good, I think it's a good, yeah. I mean, I get it. I, I, I understand the need. I, I remember as a kid, I don't know if I've ever said this out loud, so I'll just say Ooh. it, is that uh, I remember as a kid watching, there was these uh, Disney movies, Escape from Witch Mountain. And oh, yeah. oh, oh my Witch God. Mountain. Yeah. Scary shit. I remember and, those, The Rock, right? 
Well, I think that was I'm the remake. <laughs> yeah. I know yeah. it was a remake. Uh, uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, man. I know, I know. I know. Mandela <laughs> effect I again. I remember watching those, and in my head, like, wanting wanting to be an alien child because I felt mm. so yeah, yeah, uh, alone yeah. and out of sure. character. And, like, and then, like, I would, like, pretend that I, like, saw things in my mind oh, and yeah. stuff like that. Cause I was just trying to like connect with this storyline of just being like forsaken children from another planet. And mm-hmm. like eventually my real family will find me kind of, right. thing, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Is that because like we all feel like others? We do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think and that, and you I, feel others. We're yeah. all quill from <laughs> yeah. uh, guardians of the galaxy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'd like a fish out of water. Yeah. That's thing. it. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's it, man. I mean, well, look, this has been incredibly fun. Yeah. Two other, real quick, two other movies. I was just trying to take notes of the movies that I thought of to mm-hmm. reinforce my point. Uh, Spies Moon. Like Us. Oh, Moon, yeah. Moon, Moon was a great one yep. where, where he is actually, uh, do you guys see it? Yeah, Sam, uh, what's his name? Oh, shit. He's great. I yeah. forgot his name. Moon, main character. You know him if you saw him. Google him. Uh, Sam Kinison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just so yelling. No one got can the mustache. Because uh, he is doing mining work on the moon, on the dark side of the moon. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he There's some a cloning aspect to it. Uh, he is not allowed to return to Earth and his body. He has to be cloned. Blah, blah, blah. The Adventures of Pluto Nash. There with, you go. With Eddie <laughs> yeah, Murphy. Yeah, that is yeah. a very... That base, I think, is on the dark side of the moon. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, there's a mining... There's a whole Dina civilization. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All kinds of stuff. Yeah. So I just... That that's my thing. I think like, like he's dabbled in some in some sci-fi. And yeah. Then, okay. I buy sci-fi is yeah. a, a good outlet, especially if you love reading, yeah, and yeah. it's easy to borrow ideas yeah, from. I got yeah, it. for sure. All right. Well, look, this has been an incredibly fun episode. Thank you so much for coming. This has been Sam consp- Rockwell. Sam- that's it. Sorry. Yeah. Jesus. Sam Sorry. Malone again. Oh, where can we see him? What? what oh we yeah, uh, uh, Jordan. Tell us uh, where can folks. See you. Can they find you, follow you, and all that kind of stuff? Um, you can visit my website at, uh, at jordanscotthuggins.com, uh, but you can also find me on Instagram at, um, I'm pulling it up real quick. I like that you don't at know it. At You can find my <laughs> podcast at YouStinkPod. Uh, I broke go. off. No, uh, jordanscotthuggins.com. I got some dates coming up. I I have a podcast where we talk about music. It's called Bopper Flop. Um, and I think that's it. Yeah. Nice. Well, thanks. Well, yeah, thanks yeah. for joining Thank us. Thank you guys this so is, much. This uh, is awesome. Conspiracy Beer Me. I am Justin Scranton. I'm Shane Smith. And this is Jordan Scott Huggins. Peace. Peace.